On today's episode of Locked On Avalanche, which former Avalanche players that are still playing in the league, floating around there somewhere in the NHL, would we welcome back? Not necessarily that they're on the trade market, but we would take them back with open arms. We'll discuss that. And Sports Illustrated, is it gone for good? We will discuss new episode of Locked On Avalanche. Coming at you. Your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With me, as always, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan. Thank you for tuning in, making it your first listen of the day. That's always appreciated. Make sure you're following us on our social media outlets, LOPN underscore Avalanche on Twitter, X, Locked on Avalanche on Instagram and threads, questions, comments, concerns, and opinions, Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. And follow us on our YouTube channel. Hit subscribe, get notified when a new show goes live, and make sure you are subscribed to our subtext as well. Link to that is in the show notes below. And when you do, you chat with Cal and I one-on-one become one of our very special insiders and we get your thoughts and opinions and everything avalanche which we share on this very show uh as back in action on wednesday night against the washington capitals we will discuss that a little bit later uh yeah we, we felt we, we felt the need to discuss the the sports illustrated uh issue going on because we grew up with it so yeah. it's kind of a big deal so we'll talk about that in a minute but kind of something that we were just throwing around. We were just talking today of uh, things we wanted to do, and maybe just with with, with these extra days off, you, uh, you you come up with some odd things that you you want to discuss on on a podcast. And for for this one, it, it, it's you know which former Avalanche players uh, uh, are are still active in the league. Um, would you want to bring back? And this is not something to say like this is nece- not necessarily guys that are on the trade market or anything like that, but just, I guess maybe it's even just checking in on them and if, if they're still doing well and Hey, uh, we take you back over here because we need that right now um, yeah. on, on, on the abs. So some of the guys just list them off and then we can kind of like pick apart specific ones. And, and this, there's a good amount of people here and I'm sure there's people that we missed. So if there's someone that we, I just am going to read off here, that uh i didn't say and 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 it's someone that you're like oh i really wish they had this guy back just feel free to comment away uh but you have and this is in no particular order tyson berry nazim kadri alex kerfa eric johnson evan rodriguez ryan o'reilly matt duchene those bad words uh ryan graves semyon varlamov nikita zadorov philip grubauer darcy kemper andre burkowski jt comfer matt nieto that's all I got, but like I said, I'm sure there's some that I'm, I'm forgetting. But um, fire away. Are, are there any former abs that you're like, man, I wish you were back here right now because we could use you? All right, everydayers, I know what you're you're thinking. You know what my answer is. You're you going know. straight for the goalie position. I can guarantee that. It's going to the goalie position. And if, you're asking, if you're asking yeah. for – what the avalanche could use right now. I know everybody was saying, Oh, you want Nas back? Of course I do. Every day, twice on Sunday. But <laughs> I want this avalanche team to win. I don't want them to make me happy. I want this team mm-hmm. to win. And we need a goalie, a backup goalie. 
a 1A, 1B situation. When's the last time we got to talk about 1A, 1B since Frankie mm-hmm. was around? Okay. So who are you going with? If you want a good backup goalie right now, I think out of the crop, Simeon Verlamov. I would, that'd be a, a good one. I don't think that, but the funny thing there is, you know, who, who his coach is now. Mm hmm. <laughs> Which is kind of odd. I don't think he's letting him go. Uh, yeah. But again, this is not that they're up for sale. Um, he he would not. I mean, he's up there in age. I think you know he's a backup where he is right now in in New York. So I I think you know he'd just be coming over here to do the same thing he's already doing. Um, but what's his dollar amount at? I feel like his his uh, his cap number is a little bit high. I'm going to check that out right now. Um, and, and you know, if, in New York, it probably is, but it's, <laughs> I, I think it would just be one of those perfect little additions to the. I mean, I'm not asking him to come out here and it's not that high. He's at two, 2.75 right now. And that's an um, easy but the, move. But here's the other thing is like, he's locked up for after this season, three more years. Three more years he's locked up for. So that I mean that would be a pretty decent move because you're you're getting some term there, and you don't have to worry about that. Well, I shouldn't say you don't have to worry about it, but he's 35 years old as it is. So maybe in the last year of that deal, maybe that's something that you might have to worry about. I don't know. But is it the worst thing in the world to have him as as a backup? No. And I think this goes to hey, look at look at the two guys we've been talking about the past couple of days: Semyon Varlamov and Mark Andre Fleury. Fleury is done after this year. We know that. So these are two guys that we're looking at that are 35 and over um, that we're looking at for for backup. Is that what you want? Do you feel like uh, maybe getting a little bit long in the tooth might not be what the Avalanche need, especially at that position? I don't know. But when it comes to, I hear everybody yelling and screaming about your gift, which I'm one. Mm-hmm. When's the last game he's been over 900 other than the Vegas game? I understand. He just I was. What? I think he was at exactly at 900, right? The yes, yeah, you're correct. Exactly at 900. Yeah. So, but still, that that doesn't that doesn't eliminate the previous like dozen games. <laughs> but every other former Avalanche goalie, they're sitting at sub, like Grubauer, Kemper, yeah. the names that everybody's probably typing right now as I'm typing or talking, they're probably saying, "But we want a cup with Kemper. He's also sub 900." Philip Grubauer, sub 900. And I feel like Varlamov back in the Burgundy and Blue, one more run. I think it'd be nice. It'd be cool. Um, and I don't, and, and Kemper, you know, he's, he's their, he's their ace right now still, I believe. I don't think anybody's kind of supplanted him in, in Washington. So it's not like that's something that they would do. Grubauer, maybe, because it seems like he's lost it to Joey Decord. Um, but I think they like that one two monster that they yeah. I shouldn't say monster. Well, I mean it's a kraken, so why not? Um the sea it, monster. But, yeah. So I don't know. I think really, you know, Varley might be your only one. Now the here I want to talk about like the two C part too, because you mentioned um Nazim Kadri, and of course he's one of your favorites. <clears throat> so you would you would take him back. But what about Ryan O'Reilly? Mm. If if you were if you were offered back. Nazem Kadri or Ryan O'Reilly right now, which one are you taking? Naz. And take 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 your take your fandom of Nazem Kadri out of it. Which one are you still take? taking Naz? Yeah. Do you feel like he like I mean that last season he had with the Avalanche, inflated numbers, just insane numbers, which got him the contract that he's currently on. 
and hasn't lived up to it. Do you, do you feel like some of it is, um, I shouldn't say he hasn't, hasn't lived up to it. He's just kind of, he's not replicating what he did when he was here. What is that? Is that just, Hey, he was on a great avalanche team and where he went in Calgary, they're obviously struggling. That's the main factor and why he's not getting those last season avalanche numbers. It's gotta be. Um, name me somebody on Calgary right now that is living up to the hype. I don't know. I don't it's know. yeah, like he got the money that he wanted. So mm-hmm. on that on that front, he's sitting fine. But it's one of those that between Ryan O'Reilly and Ryan O'Reilly did not leave on the best of terms either. So if mm-hmm. you plug either one of those guys back in this lineup, Nas will be a instant boost to this roster morale. No. That's where, yeah. I mean, and 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 who knows how long that could carry you? Just getting if you if Nazem Kadri came back to the Avalanche today, you know, Ball Arena's losing its mind. Yep. You know what I mean? So how tattoos long can you on ride the calf that for the yeah. Stanley Cup tattoos? It's it's <laughs> yeah, done. It's, it's already there. Yeah, appointments are being made. Yep. Um, but you know, how long can that carry you? So it it, it it's an it's a boost for sure. It's an endorphin high for sure. Um, and I, I think, you know, he fit, he fit well. And can you, can you collect that and you can, can you recapture that again? Uh, I mean, we'll probably never know. Cause I can't imagine that they're, they're in the market for him, but it would be fun to see. I think and- of all these guys, if there's one guy that you're like, who just, just out of the sheer craziness that would happen, who, who's the one guy, you know, that, that you bring back and it, and it, the place just goes nuts. I think you put Nazem Kadri at the top of that. And I don't even think it's a, a question. And honestly, with his production right now in Calgary, like, and with the roaring twenties line doing what they're doing, sitting at the second line, he's not going to be broken hearted to sit at the third line for a bit, jump up to that second. Like you can mm-hmm. alternate them. It's you're not asking. This is a different team than when Nas was here the first time. So yeah. And defensively, I threw out uh, Ryan Graves, Nikita Zadorov. Zadorov has already traded once this season, um, and he's on Vancouver now, so he's not going anywhere. And just again, this is just kind of a fun discussion that we're having. Um, but I don't know if either one of them, maybe Zadorov more than Graves. Graves is, I don't know. It's it's like he was. Ne- he's not a speed demon. Neither is Zadorov. Those guys are out there just they're, they're big bodies. They're defenders. They're yeah. defenders in every sense of the word, and that's not a bad thing to have. The Avs don't have a lot of that. They're they're more offensive-minded defensemen. I think that's the main reason why they got rid of Zadorov when they did is because this was a little bit earlier in, in Bednar's um, a career, and he just doesn't fit the mold of what they want to do. Neither did Ryan Graves, really. So I I, I would I wouldn't mind Zadorov back just for you know his his brute. But I don't think they do it just because they don't. I don't think they like that type of defender right now. Yeah, and if I had to choose between the two, I'd get I'd get Gravy back. I love Gravy, and he mm-hmm. loved his time there. As gave him a chance, and now look at him. Um, I feel was, like yeah. he matches up good with the defenders we have, and I miss Allen. So <laughs> we would get Allen back. For those that don't know, Allen's a longtime listener who who runs the Ryan Graves fan club. So. Uh, we still talk to him a lot, but yep. it was fun. It was fun having him around much more when Ryan Graves was uh, wearing the burgundy and blue. That's that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Shout out to to Alan. I haven't had a shout out to Alan in a while. He's probably gonna love that. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
And just for my own, like, like your one of your favorites was Kadri. I'm not saying like Burakovsky is a favorite of mine. I just miss what he brought to the team. I know yeah. he missed the net all the time. Um, <laughs> he but, missed the misses. Uh, yeah, but the ones when he didn't miss looked so pretty. Uh, yeah. and and it's not like they need offense right now. But he was he was pretty fun to watch at times. Yeah. A headache on others, but uh, fun to watch on others. So. Um, throw out in the comments. I'm kind of interested to see what people. Oh, and and definitely, I wanted them to get Alex Kerfoot back this off season, this past off season. Yeah. I really liked his game. I think he's a really good four checker, and he's doing very well on on Arizona. So uh, I would have really liked to have him back. Wasn't in the cards. I don't even know if they were in the market for him. But uh, I, I've always liked Alex Kerfoot, even when he was here originally. Um, part of that Barry deal to get Kadri. Just always been one of those guys that I've just kind of watched his career out of the corner of my eye, and and I've I, I think he's had a pretty solid one. Nothing crazy, but he's just had a solid career. You know, and just wrapping up this conversation, we mm-hmm. went through this whole list of former Avs, and it was crickets on Newhook. Name wasn't even brought up. I was going to. I I I thought of him and put him on the list, but I didn't put him on the list. But I'm like, uh, that one's too fresh. We need to that save room for Avalanche legend Tomas Tatar. Yeah, <laughs> too soon, too soon. Um, all right, so definitely throw in the comments section any of the guys that we talked about that you, you maybe if you didn't want them back, you were sad that they left. However, you want to word this, feel free. Uh, but coming up next, uh, yeah, we're gonna kind of look back a little bit at uh, Sports Illustrated and and the fact that they might be going under is uh, kind of incomprehensible right now. But is it really when you look at the state of how we consume? sports media. So we'll talk about that coming up next. All right. Right now we're going to hear from Indeed, and we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. If you need to hire, then you need Indeed because Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. So ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates later. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. So join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And your listeners of Locked On Avalanche will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your job more visibility at Indeed.com slash Locked On. So just go to Indeed.com slash Locked On right now and support Locked On Avalanche by saying you heard about Indeed on this very podcast. Indeed.com slash Locked on terms and conditions apply. If you need to hire, then you need indeed. <clears throat> All right. Um, yeah, this is kind of going to go back to when we were kids, uh, Mr. Shaggy Von Doom. Um, Sports Illustrated. I don't know the specifics of all of the... There's this union stuff going on. I know Sports Illustrated is, is owned by like a, a parent company right now. And... That parent company uh, laid off everybody, laid off everybody at Sports Illustrated. And I guess it's not fully dead 
but it seems to be trending in that direction that Sports Illustrated might no longer be a thing anymore in the world of sports. And for people like you and I, like that just seems, even though, you know, magazines and newspapers, the physical forms of those things are just becoming archaic and, and just, you know, a non-factor anymore in how you consume sports, uh, take you back to a time when it was. Yeah. Like Sports Illustrated was it, man. That was it. And there were there were commercials all the time about sports sports illustrated and and subscription deals that they had. I know the first time I subscribed to Sports Illustrated was after the Denver Broncos won the their first LA uh yep. Super Bowl with John Elway. Because no matter what, like after every championship, they always had a package that they put together where if you got your subscription for the year, you got these things. And it was usually they had that like black leather bound book that they always gave you. That was just, you know, the year in review they gave you. I think I remember because I got it two years in a row because that's when the Broncos went back to back. I got a watch one year that had the Broncos logo on it. The football phone. Did they give you that too? There was a football phone as part of it. There was always stuff that they were giving you um, just to suck you in. But on top of that, it wasn't just like the gifts that they gave you to sign up. It w- that's where people went. Like that, that's where the the best of the best worked. Yep. To to report on sports, and this thing was weekly, weekly. Like you you could not wait to get your new issue of Sports Illustrated. And I don't think they were weekly. Like, and, and I'm saying all this, and I honestly probably haven't picked up a Sports Illustrated magazine. It's been years, Kyle. Years. So we'll get to that in a minute, but. I mean, that's just a little bit of, of what Sports Illustrated just meant when we were kids. What about for you? Uh, <clears throat> Sports Illustrated, I think everybody forgets on how instrumental they were. And to everybody kind of like in our age range, like this is you waited at the mailbox for Sports Illustrated because this is before Internet was what it is today. And mm-hmm. the oversaturation of news like you could, I mean, you listen to us because you want avalanche content. If you wanted Avalanche content, you just hope and prayed it got talked about on television. Sports Illustrated would talk about something close related. And you used to just, the glossy pages you would go through. (laughs) And you would not just find a story that interests you. You would hear, oh, this Tiger Woods guy, that's interesting. Dale Earnhardt, what's going on over in racing? I don't pay attention to racing, but the way they talked about this story, you were engaged. And you're like, you know what? Next time I see Dale Earnhardt, I know what's going on here. Michael yeah. Phelps, the steroid issues, all of that, the fantastic stories that you get to hold in your hand for a week and just read over and read over and read over. You get a new one. If your team's doing well, you could, like me, collected the covers and yeah. hung them up in your room. Oh, and, man. They, dude, for, for being like teenagers. Oh, yeah. You 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 had you took scissors to Sports Illustrated. Yeah. You put them on your walls. You put them on your your books for school, like, yeah, that's where you got all and, your content. And something lost to time is the CNN Sports Illustrated channel. Yeah, yeah that that's was true. before ESPN News. And that's ESPN true. News saw how that was going, and they launched ESPN News, and that became what you know as ESPN the Titan today. But yeah. that was just monumental for what you were doing with your sports content. And... It's going to be a huge loss because it meant so much to so many sports fans and opened the doors for so many different conversations and and careers for writers. Right. So I I think, I mean, 
it, it's only going to be missed now for, for like nostalgia purposes. Yeah. <clears throat> but, be, but back then it, it was sports illustrated in print ESPN on television. And, and, you know, then they got into, we, my brother and I even subscribed to sports illustrated for kids. Oh, yep. They had that, which too. was, which was awesome. And they always had a centerfold uh, in sports illustrated for kids the, those things went up on the wall yep um man like they just they did they did a great job like that that's how you consumed media i always loved um it was the the faces in the crowd section mm. of sports illustrated and it was just a little like almost like a comic book strip it wasn't a comic but it was just like that size it was very yep. small <clears throat> and it was like four or five athletes that were up and coming yep that were high schoolers uh, maybe freshmen in college that went to an obscure college that you didn't know about. And they even played obscure sports that you didn't really follow that much. And they just kind of, of just a short little blurb about what they've done. Um, and and there were some people in there that you never heard of, a lot of people you never heard of, but would eventually become something. Maybe they may made a name for themselves in the Olympics. Yeah. And you're like, oh yeah, that guy was in, or girl was in Faces in the Crowd. So those were great. Um, and then on the back was always like, I think it was like Dr. Z doctor, dude, yep. the Dr. Z football previews. Yep. I lived for though, that, that, that issue lived for it. I studied that thing every year when that came out and then Rick Riley took over the back page after a little while and he had awesome stories, uh, at the back. It, it was just loaded with incredible content. Fast forward to where we are now, and it's just like I said, like that is not how people get their news anymore. The, and w- because the news cycle happens just so fast, yeah, you can't wait. Like you can't wait a week. And I don't think Sports Illustrated was weekly uh, anymore. I think I think it, I think they went to monthly. Yeah. If I'm if I'm mistaken, I think you're biweekly. Um, I believe it might have even done that. But even just let's just say it was weekly. Let's just say it stayed weekly. By the time you got it, we've moved on to, to 10 other stories. Yep. So having said that, there are a lot of sports magazines who they make the pivot. Like you have to go digital now. You have to. There's no other way around it. And for some reason, it just doesn't seem like Sports Illustrated. They, they did it. You can get their content digitally, but it doesn't seem like it connected with people. And I don't know why. I, I don't know why. It's just like they, they had a built-in subscription base, and all they had to do was be like, "Hey, we're taking this content. You can still get the print one if you." It's like Netflix. Yeah. If you still want to get the DVD, you can. Although you can't now because I think they just ended that. But if you still want to get the print, you can. But we're focusing our shift. Everything's done digitally, and it just seems like they did a poor job in doing that. Yeah, and you you hate to see that go down, and that just be something that you mention in passing, and it's a cool trivia fact, but for something to be so instrumental to honestly the stories of where we are today. Yeah. Um, threw this out to the people on subtext and they had some pretty good things to say. Here's Kyle Steele. Truly the end of an era. I can never forget when I went to the mailbox as a kid and it's, and it just so happened that the swimsuit edition was delivered. Uh, I, I see through your lies, Kyle, you knew exactly when the swimsuit edition was coming. It was not a shock. You counted was, down the weeks was, to that one. It was circled on the swimsuit <laughs> calendar. <laughs> um, this is from uh, Vargar. As a high schooler in the 90s, I remember walking to the Staten Island Ferry Terminal to get a bus home. There was a huge newsstand. It had tons of magazines. I would run to the Hockey News, which was uh, on newsprint, not a magazine, uh, and Sports Illustrated, and later on to ESPN Magazine. 
Mm. Couldn't wait to read the articles. I'd clip and save the ones. There you go. The ones I like best. Now sports news is just a feed on Twitter or Instagram. And for more in-depth reporting, it's podcasts and subscription sites. It's more instant gratification, but I do miss the excitement of print. I agree with him. That's where I fell in love with it. And, you know, what we do now is kind of, yeah, how a lot of people consume, uh, you know, and and Lockdown was really one of the first networks to go daily with sports podcasting where others do it, you know, a couple times a week or or three times a week, but now more doing it daily. Um, Yeah. Uh, A couple more. Madam Battleaxe. I had no idea this was even considered, but I can see why. I can't believe anyone still gets Sports Illustrated anymore. Everything is online. Uh, we don't have to wait until the next issue to find out what's happening, and we can just go online and we can find out in seconds. End of an era. Um, she goes, let's see. I'm older than Google, and I lived to see the fall of the swimsuit issue. Dude, that's where, like that's two mentions of the swimsuit issue. I'll just say that Kathy Ireland uh I think she was on it a couple times, but there's one in, in particular that was like the best swimsuit issue of all time. My father was a pastor. I never got to see that issue. <laughs> <laughs> never happened. Are, are you just saying that now, but you really did? You, no, yeah. Never happened. Uh, no, it mag- no. Magically never got delivered. Had no idea where whatever happened no to it, but you didn't have any friends where you ran over their house on, on, nope. on that day. No, none. Missed out on all that fun. <laughs> And then this is uh, from Easton, and this is the other side. He's 27. 27. So he's, it's not like he's 17. Um, I guess I remember reading it for a while in middle school, but if I'm being honest, Sports Illustrated has not crossed my mind in a number of years until we just brought, I just brought it up asking the question. Um, the digital age has come, and it's grim reaping. Uh, many practices that were once familiar. <laughs> so, yeah, 27-year-old, is, like, it, it's, it's already past him. He he like he kind of grew up with it, but it's like it was already exiting um when he's getting into his what's interesting him in sports. It's crazy. Well, and what are they gonna put in the dentist office now? Better homes and gardens. Oh no. That's pretty much it. That's all you got. Nope. So yeah, end of an era, we think. I I don't think it's officially officially dead, but it seems like that's where it's trending and They've been around for, I heard they've been around for 70 years, 70 years. And I know all things come to an end, uh, but it just, this one just seemed to like, just get pulled out from underneath you and you, you didn't have time to like prepare for it. Um, just talking crazy. about talking about it. I could smell the paper. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It had, it did. It had a distinct feel and smell to it. And just the, the, the they, they laid off uh, their photographers few years ago you know like within the last five years or something like that and they were basically like we can just go pay someone that was at the game that has a smartphone so they don't need to have photographers on staff anymore it's just the way things are going in the world it's just it's crazy crazy hmm. all right running a little long here so uh we'll, we'll do one more segment of the abs back in action against the capitals what can we expect there we'll talk about that coming up next All right, once again, Mr. Sullivan is scouring the internet and interwebs trying to find a better app for daily fantasy sports than Sleeper. Any luck, sir? Uh, No, no. Still Uh, no luck. 
can. And regardless of where you are in the standings, we want to remind you that you can win big by playing daily fantasy hockey on Sleeper. It's the official daily fantasy app of the Locked On NHL Network, and Sleeper is our number one choice for daily fantasy sports and especially daily fantasy hockey because with Sleeper you can win up to 100 times your cash in daily fantasy hockey contests. We're getting a twofer because uh, the Avs had a couple days off. So you picked Miles Wood yesterday. Give him a bonus pick today. You think you're coming in with a right? I'm going to give you a left. Arturi Lekkinen. Love it. I love it. Why not? Hat trick on his first game back, which we're expecting. Uh, so all I have to do is pick whether studs like Arturi Lekkinen will record more or less than their sleeper projections for things like goals, assists, saves, plus, minus, and more in a given game. Use the promo code LOCKDOWNNHL and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. <clears throat> terms and conditions apply. That code is locked on NHL. See Sleeper's terms of use for details and locational availability. All right, let's talk some abs in Washington Capitals. Um, Capitals, right off the bat here, Kyle, they're going to be against the wall because this is the second game of a back-to-back. They're playing as we are recording this. They are currently losing to the Minnesota Wild. There's five minutes left in that game, five to one. They're losing to Minnesota. So they will be coming in on a back-to-back. Darcy Kemper is playing in that game. So he has not been pulled despite letting up five goals. Um, And I don't know why you would if you're on a back-to-back, unless you're Mm -hmm. going to pull him super early. So he's going to play in the second game. So... You'll get the backup goalie. You'll get a tired Washington Capitals team. I know the NHL, you know, nothing is guaranteed. But, God, you have to feel good about the Avalanche winning this one. Come on now. There are 32 teams in the NHL. The Capitals ranked 30th for goals four. They have the 27th ranked power play. This is, Mm. and for everything Chris just mentioned, along with those stats, This is pumped and primed for the Avalanche to just lay into the Capitals and get back on track. And this is one of those that I really dread having one of those episodes where it's a 4-3 loss and we have to explain the effort because there is literally no reason this should be in question and the Avalanche should get out there and flex their muscles with Lekkonen, Bo Byram, full team, with the exception of Nachushkin, and get back to business. You've had – this is something where, like, if you're a Capitals fan, you're looking at that schedule and you're like, that's unfair. Yep. The Avalanche have three days off. And, uh, you know, for for Washington, it's it's a, a road back-to-back yep. with the second game being against the Avalanche. So, um, yeah, come on. The, the, and you said, you know, they, they do. They they – they give up. Let me see. They, they goals for what are they? One hundred three, which is the third worst in the league that I have. Goals against, however, um, where were they here? They're eighth. They've only given up one hundred and twenty six. So they don't score, and they don't let you score. But I think all that just goes out the window, man. When, when like all of those <laughs> things are, are, you know, when it's a back to back. A lot of those stats that you know look good for you, maybe at least for a game, go by the wayside just because it's it's tough. It's it's a tough task mm. playing back to back games, especially on the road. 
And you know what? I, I'm going to give everybody, all the everydayers, a little bonus nugget that you can hold on for this game. The last time the Avalanche have scored double-digit goals was 1995, only once in the Avalanche mm. history. Are you are you predicting? I mean, I'm not saying, but I'm saying. Okay. With this team, with the goalie situation as it is, this is the perfect game to get back on track. And we just had... Three players on Hattie Watch, one walked away with a hat trick. It can happen against Washington. Mm. Okay. Hey, I'd love to see it. You know what I'm going to say? There's four and a half minutes left now. It's still five to one. Whatever this game ends at, if it ends at five to one between the wild, I think we do one better. So this, if this ends at five to one, we go six to one or five to nothing, whatever, whatever, however you want to do it. Uh, but I, I, I'm pretty confident in this game. God, you, you, you're rested. They're not. They're struggling. They're, they're such an up-and-down team, a streaky team in terms of, like, winning and losing. Um, you know, Ovechkin is, is just not his normal self right now. You know, really nobody is on this team. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think it, it's all looking pretty good for the abs. You'd have to. I, I will not. It'd be one of those things where – I know it's a long season. I don't really get super upset after losses because it's a long season, but this would be one where if they lose this game, I, I will be I will be upset because you yeah, should the, not be losing this game. It's basically TJ Oshie versus the Avalanche right now. And if the Avalanche have one of those slow starts, which they do, and then fumble it in the third in some way, and then we're calling your give in question, there are no excuses. It is going to be it's going to be war, and I will yes. march my way to Denver. Won't be happy. <laughs> Won't be happy. So we'll see how it goes, and however it does go, uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk about all of it. So that's going to wrap it up for today, everybody. Thank you for tuning in and making this your first listen of the day. Anything that we discussed, feel free to comment away on uh, YouTube or, like I said, join our subtext. Link to fun conversations that go on over there, and then we'll read your stuff here on the episode. That'll do it. Once again, thank you for making this your first listen of the day. He is Mr. Shaggy Von Doom, Kyle Sullivan, and I am Chris Maselli. This is the Lockdown Avalanche Podcast. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Go, Abs, go! Go, Abs, go!